Well, welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer, and this week on the show, we are joined by Jess Levine for a game of Going Rogue. Going Rogue is an expansion for Galactic by Riley Rethal, which, as you know, we've played before on the show, is a belonging-outside-belonging game inspired by Star Wars. Going Rogue is an expansion that tells stories about spies and rebellion and the kind of messier, ethically grayer stories that come from that space. Obviously, Rogue One is a big inspiration. Any kind of spy story, Star Wars intelligence uh, story, it really fits perfectly into that space, which, as you know from having listened to the show, is some of my favorite stories. It's one of my favorite areas to explore in Star Wars, and I'm so, so excited to to dig into this. And I, I loved playing it. It was such a fun game, and I cannot wait for you to listen to it. You can find more information about Going Rogue at justfromonline.itch.io, or you can check the show notes for more information. And with all that said, let's go ahead and throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am so, so excited to be sitting down with Jess Levine. Jess, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Thank you for having me. I've been so excited for this to happen. I'm so excited, too. I, I, I'm really I'm really pumped. This is going to be so much fun. Uh, why don't you kick us off by letting our lovely listeners know about what we are playing this week, as well as anything else you've got going on that you might want them to know about. Yeah, absolutely. So this week we are playing Going Rogue, which is something I made for the Galactic 2E Jam. Galactic 2E is a game by Riley Rethal uh, that's like, I don't know, Wars in Space? Or, or, or sorry, Wars Among like the that. Stars? It's, it's, really, it's some really mind-bending concept about Wars Among the Stars. It's really cool and interesting stuff. And I, honestly, it's a space I don't think a lot of people have played in before. Exactly. And it's a belonging outside belonging game. Uh, and so what I've made is an expansion for that uh, that aims to tell a different sort of story. So Galactic talks about really like charming heroes, inspiring bravery. This one is about cynicism and hope, democracy and decisiveness, survival and sacrifice is my usual tagline. It's a little bit darker. It's inspired by Star Wars Rogue One. So it's aiming to talk about like when is it worth it to sacrifice and when do we mm-hmm. have to act versus when do we have to like wait and listen and plan um, and I just I loved the base game so much and the stories mm-hmm. that I could tell but I felt it wasn't suited to these sort of stories so I added four playbooks and two pillars and a new mechanic that I thought would really support telling those sorts of stories and I can't tell you how excited I am like this is really specifically I uh, dropping dropping the dropping the gimmick here because I have to talk about this in specific. The thing that I love in Star Wars is, like, Star Wars, like, spy stories. It is such a very specific and narrow thing that, like, is so up my alley and is something that is so kind of near and dear to my heart that, like, I am I am jumping up. The second that, like, that you had you had kind of put this, you had, you'd sent this my way and were like, hey, would you be interested in this? I was like, yeah, y- yes, yes, ex- extremely so. So, like, I could not be more excited. That's so exciting to hear, and it's exactly how I feel. Like, Cassian Andor is just everything to me, and uh, Rogue One is definitely my favorite, like, version of Star Wars, my favorite movie, and so I'm so glad to share that excitement with you. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really, really excited. So, um, with that said, do you want to just go ahead and dive in? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, I suppose we start with characters? Yes, indeed. Absolutely. Um, Would you like to introduce yours first? Absolutely. I am playing I am playing the spy. The spy is a skilled operator, highly committed but ruthless. Their power comes from their cunning, determination, and willingness to do whatever it takes. Uh, I am playing 
Torch Saflum. Uh, Torch, uh, he, his pronouns. Torch has uh, the face of a friend and searching eyes and wears a leather jacket over kind of a an under, like a, a, a mandate uniform. But I picture it being one of those like kind of very buttoned up uniforms that's kind of like open. So it's kind of jacket, almost like jacket, dress shirt, T-shirt combo. Yes. Um, and, and I think that, that he always looks sunny, uh, like smiling and that his eyes are always kind of like scanning across you in the way that like, if you have a long conversation with him, it, it, it stops feeling sunny very quickly. Cause it always feels like he is, he is just like watching your every reaction. And it, it, it feels less like he is just like taking in or paying attention and more like he is looking for something specific. I can't wait to find out what is underneath that that smile and sunny exterior. That's very yeah. exciting to me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm very excited. So, would you like to introduce your character, and then we'll go through our our questions and our related uh, things, and then we should also introduce the other playbooks that we that we did not choose. Absolutely, that's my plan. So, I am playing the Knight Errant, uh, and mine is named Lumia Dival. Uh, her pronouns are she/her. Um, and she has a weathered face and arresting eyes. You sort of see this like tiredness, but also this clear like seeing through things. Mm. Um, and her style, she carries a long staff and tattered robes. But beneath those robes, she carries a damaged but functional astroblade. Mm. I love that. You don't see that astroblade very often, but who knows? But it's maybe there. This time. Yes. I love that. So give us, give us the pitch of the Knight Errant and then talk us through the other playbooks. Oh, yes. The Knight Errant once served a cause and now searches for one. Their power comes from their experience, grit, and renewed passion. It's a very fun playbook. I, I'm, I, 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 you had asked if there, if there were like any, uh, you asked me if there were any playbooks I was interested in and if there were any pairings that really stood out to me. And the idea of the Knight Errant being somebody that like, has kind of been burned out on a cause and the spy being somebody that is sort of like ruthlessly committed to that cause or rather even if it's a different cause, but like those levels of commitment and that the, like the kind of like softness of like, I am lost and looking for something versus like I am committing everything to it. And I'm willing to kind of like burn the world to, to hold on to that, like is such a compelling that was such a compelling pairing that that's really like like I'm I'm excited to to explore that relationship. I'm so glad that you suggested that because I think it is really one of the best sets of two within this. I I spent a lot of time thinking about how these different ones play off of each other, and I think that works really well. And speaking of how they play off of each other, I want to go ahead and read one of the other two mm-hmm. playbooks, which is the convert. The convert joined the liberation recently and truly believes it can make a difference. Their power comes from their conscious optimism, energy, and luck. And this is the one that I almost played because I also think that contrasts to the spy in an interesting way. Uh, The convert actually came around from playtesting. It wasn't originally a part of the game. And I realized um, there are a lot of cynics and loners in this game. The knight errant, (laughs) the leverage, and the spy really occupy that role. And I found that especially in larger parties, it was really nice to balance it out with someone who had this sort of like hope and passion that would provoke responses from the rest of them. And I tried hard to make sure they weren't just playing a utility role and and got to be themselves, too. But I think it balances those larger parties in a way that like challenges each of them towards growth. So, yeah, yeah. And I think it's a really nice it's a really nice thing to have it. 
it also just like like the stories about like sacrifice and hope and that kind of cynicism. It's re- I, I always find it's really important to have that viewpoint of like we are trying to do something to make this to make our space better and like having that clash with 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 the ways that 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 looks on like a like the the people who have been around and the way that the ways that they have come to learn that that looks like whether or not their their view their viewpoints or perspective is so like it's important it's like an important viewpoint to have yeah everyone's a little bit wrong is such a central mm-hmm. element of this game but that they improve yeah. each other by being together i love it uh, we also have the leveraged. Uh, the leveraged is a non-believer compelled by circumstance. Their power comes from their outside perspective, their desperation, and their capacity to grow. What I love about this is like any of these, I feel like any of these four playbooks, if you put two of them next to each other, like interesting things happen. Yes. They each have a distinctive style. And I found the leveraged. So everyone either really likes it or really doesn't want to play it. It takes a, such a unique sort of person, which I find That's very, interesting. I love that. I mean, I am, I am on team. I really want to play the leverage, but for now I am playing the spy. Cause I think I, this character really like scares me, but in a really compelling way. Exactly. So, uh, we have some questions to answer for our playbooks. we we filled out our look and wardrobe, our, bleh, we filled out our look and wardrobe styles, but we also have, uh, a few questions to answer that are better to kind of answer together. So, uh, do we want to just go back and forth and answer them one at a time? Yeah, that sounds wonderful. Do you want to go first? Yeah, absolutely. So I put some time thinking into, uh, I'm going to choose one principle that I have broken and one that I will not break. I had originally felt really strongly about two options, but like another one jumped out at me that I'm, I'm feeling more compelled by the one that feels really like that immediately stands out to me is, uh, I, I have broken, I think torch has broken, uh, what did I, torch has broken, uh, the principle that, that torch has broken is loyalty to those that have helped him in the past. Ooh. I think I, and I think I, I just, I, I picture him as, a person that will smile and be your friend. And then the second that it is necessary or even convenient to do so will be like, well, it's, we have to destroy them. Like, like there is, there is not a sense of, of, of family or like it is, it is the, the job comes first. And like, we could have had a lot of great times together, but if, 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 if you are on the other side of this operation, then I, you have to die. Like you have to be burned. I love how heartbreaking that is. And I, along the same lines, I, I think that, that the, the other, originally I was leaning towards retribution is necessary against anyone who has brought harm. But I think the juicier option for me is the principle that I won't break is to allow harm by inaction is to be responsible for that harm yourself. I, 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 I love that idea that Torch truly is like, is like, if people are, if people are going to get, if we, if we can make an action and not doing so would cause harm, then we have no choice but to make that action. And that kind of ties really nicely into the, the no loyalty aspect of like, of like, if, 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 if ruining, if like ruining this, 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 this relationship that is good and has been positive and beneficial to us in the past, if ruining that relationship is going to be the thing that causes, that causes, uh, or if maintaining that relationship is going to cause harm, then we have no choice but to burn them and not feel even the slightest bit bad about it. It really solidifies that sense of whatever it takes, right? Yeah. Love that. So give us your first question. Yes. So choose a cause that you were once committed to and why you left. 
and I think I'm going to choose an order of Novas before I lost my closest comrade. Mm, I love that. I really love that. This is my first time playing uh, Nova, which, to borrow uh, Riley's words, is uh, Jedi's with the serial numbers filed off. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is my first time playing a Nova in Going Rogue specifically, and I'm really interested to see how it interacts uh, with this system. I'm so interested in that. That's, that's such an interesting uh, space to play in that I'm really excited. So I'm going to choose... Uh, I'm going to choose... I'm going to choose one thing that I sacrificed and one thing that I'm fighting for. Uh, the thing that I'm fighting for, uh, the reason that I kind of pivoted away from retribution is necessary against anyone that has brought harm is I love the idea of fighting for the opportunity to live a different life. That idea of like, of like, we are doing this and like, we are going to make some horrible sacrifices, right? Like Torch yeah. sees this as like, we are going to do some horrible things. We are going to do some things that like are, there's going to be blood on our hands and there's no other way to put that. But at the end of this, we're going to walk away and we're going to live a different life. Like it's, it's very, it, it, there's a, there's a compartmentalizing. I think talking this through, I think that's the thing that kind of scares me about Torch is that he's very good at compartmentalizing and he's like, terrible things are going to happen and then we're going to walk away and we're going to live better lives and we're not going to look back. And it's, it's, it's very compelling. I also love that, that really he's a dreamer, right? Like he believes the world can be better and like might be willing to do some scary things to get there. But I love that about him already. And I, uh, there's two options. I'm going to throw out two options to you because there's two options that are so juicy to me that I can't choose between them. Is it more interesting to sacrifice the defector who showed me people can improve or the person that I could never be? Interesting. Those are very good options. I think I like the first one better because it gives you a character relationship. I think so. It's not just an internal one, but like, how have you been in the world and with people? Yeah. And I think that's so interesting. I like that. I really like that. And I like that it's the fact that it, it's specifically the person that showed me people can improve and that I've still like sacrificed that. Like is, so oh, there's a tragedy there, right? It's that like, it's that like, if ever somebody was going to show me that like the way that I, I, I move in this space is wrong, it's going to be this person and when it came time, like, the cause was still more important. Yes. And I think all of this, if you don't mind me coming into my Go character... It. Go for it. ...plays really well with my two principles, which I think I feel really sure about now. Um, which is, so I have to choose one principle I abide by and one lost principle burning a hole in my heart. And the one that I abide by is to take responsibility for my actions. And the one burning a hole in my heart is the duty to fight for the freedom of the oppressed. And I think where that comes from is that closest comrade. Mm. I think regardless of whether I'm right, the one that I lost, I blame myself. Mm. And I think I was like doing something that I thought was necessary very much in a way that you do, um, that, that Torch does. And I was doing that and whatever it is caused consequences that got my friend killed. And I was like, oh, actually, this isn't worth it. Like, this is what sent me away. I actually have to take responsibility for the consequences my actions have on others. Mm. And I think it sets us up at these, like, odds that yeah. we can both grow from, like, experiencing the other's perspective. I love that. I really adore that. So I'm going to choose three relationships. Oh, I love... The one that immediately jumps out to me is the mercenary or connected. 
I'm going to I'm going to go with mercenary. I love I love the mercenary ma- uh mandate officer that I can leverage. That cool. is very compelling to me and it's very compelling in a like it, it I think it like going with mercenary specifically gives a really cool counterpoint to kind of both of our viewpoints of like we're both kind of dealing with like consequences, right? And the idea of someone that has a viewpoint of like whatever, I don't care, a paycheck, like the paycheck cleared. Like there's a there's a sort of there's a sort of like lack of commitment there that is very that bounces off of both of our characters in a very interesting way. Exactly. And I'm gonna uh, yeah. Do we want to go back and forth on relationships? I think that makes sense. Sure, we'll go back and forth. Uh, I only have two, but you started, so that works. Um, I justify that by saying the spy is like connected. That's like part of what they do. But also, if I'm being honest, I I shouldn't admit this, but spy might be my favorite playbook, and I might uh, just. Uh, nurture them a little bit um it's a good playbook <laughs> i just i i have a weakness for cassian Endor. i have a weakness for spy types in exactly the ways that you do so mm-hmm. i maybe i was maybe extra nice there anyway um my knight errant uh i think has a um hmm has a faithful former comrade mm-hmm. someone from that order of novas which i think still exists and like they're still really committed in a really compassionate way. And there's, there's sort of always this line open to me that I'm just sort of leaving, leaving shut. Um, and I think I like that lingering in the background. I love that. I really adore that. Uh, the one that on the next relationship, there's, there's a, there's a really interesting angle that I'm going to take on this one that like adds a really kind of tragic detail that immediately jumps out to me. I'm going with my wise former squad mate that I keep in touch with. I think the fact that we're former squad mates and the fact that they're wise, they we keep in touch, but they made a very conscious decision to not be squad mates with me. Like oh. they made a very conscious decision to not work with me anymore because they saw they saw like who I was when I was on the job and they're like they couldn't make they couldn't make they couldn't make they couldn't be the person like they couldn't exist in the same space as me in the same kind of like way of seeing the world as me so it's this level of like we will we will we will get a drink and that is as far as we can go that's so heartbreaking oh i love torch already i really like both of these characters they're both very good okay i think um speaking of heartbreaking i think my other relationship is going to be my burdened ex who asked me to settle down Mm, love it I think that that this ex uh, was someone who um, saw the way I was wandering and thought we can we can find a home together. We can make a home together, even though we've both like experienced some hard stuff in the past. And right when it was time to commit to that, I was like, oh, I don't think so. I don't think I can do that and continued to wander. Um, and so I think it's interesting that, that I, we have this chance at at Lumia mm-hmm. recommitting to something here and maybe there will be some elements of her past that, that reach out to her in this former comrade or ex throughout our play. We'll see. I love that. I really adore that. And I think I'm looking at all the other options and they're all very, very good. We've got the uh, faithful or innocent friend that keeps me grounded, the friendly or protective mechanic that services my ship and weapons on the fly, the gossipy or maverick criminal that has what I need and the zealous or passionate ex with whom I had a fiery relationship and breakup. But I think the option that I want to go with, because I'm looking, I'm thinking about this. I feel like we have a lot of good ways to kind of challenge uh, Torch's worldview and sort of like 
I think what I want is a character to is it. I think what I want for Torch is a devil on his shoulder. So I'm going to go with my scheming superior officer. Yes. The idea that there is someone that like this worldview is so kind of harsh and so kind of and so kind of rigid that like there are all these characters that can kind of like pull on that thread of be like, hey, are you do you do you really feel like this is how you have to be in the world? And that there is one voice in his ear that's like, you need, this is how you need to be in the world. That's like, perfect. I love your sense of drama there. It's, that just feels right. It just feels right to have that, that, that terrifying little element of like, this person thinks I'm right. Like this person gets it. God, that's awesome. So let's go ahead and why don't you ask uh, our first left and right question? And we'll just ask each question, both questions to each other. I actually have a different idea if that's okay. Go for it, please. Um, what if we did our desires for the setting elements before we did the ask left and right questions? That sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things I actually suggest earlier in the rule book is that you might even want to do the desires for the, the parliament and the intelligence, the pillars that I added mm. before the rest, only for the reason that that it can help know how your characters come together. And I don't really think we had much of an issue with that, but I know mm-hmm. some players like can find it hard to identify these are loners why would they get together and having those desires on hand can really help like shape yeah, that i think that makes a ton of sense let's let's do it cool um, so would you like to talk through the parliament or the intelligence and then we'll collectively choose our desires i would be very happy to talk through the parliament go for it so you also play the parliament a revolution is nothing without its democracy The Parliament represents a diverse range of forces, factions, and commitments joining together to try to negotiate their differences and devise a plan that they can all share. At its best, the Parliament is a comradely collectivity and an example of how a more just galaxy would be governed. Sadly, democracy is not without its discontents. The Parliament is often slow to action, even when the situation calls for decisiveness. It can be conservative and conciliatory, aiming to keep the peace and avoid risk when only daring action can move the galaxy closer to freedom. At its worst, the Parliament is a wrench caught in the gears of liberation. Hand over my mouth because it's so good. Thank you. This is where I was most indulgent with my writing. I like, sort of let myself go on for a while. Um, would you like to read the intelligence before we do desires? Absolutely. There's a little parallelism here. Absolutely. A revolution is nothing without its... Uh, you also play the intelligence. A revolution is nothing without its might. It is the liberation spies that enable its small fleet to succeed against a vast enemy. Its intelligence... Uh, the intelligence is a clandestine network, a messy hierarchy of burdened people who do whatever it takes to rid the galaxy of the mandate. At its best, the intelligence can turn a guaranteed defeat into a galaxy-inspiring victory. Sadly, intelligence work is not without its iniquities. It is impos- it's possible to do great evils in the pursuit of justice, and difficult to walk that line without treading over it. Those in liberation intelligence position themselves to avoid oversight and accountability wherever possible, and are not above hurting those with good intentions. At its worst, intelligence corrupts the ethical and democratic principles that distinguish the liberation and the mandate. Awesome. I'm so excited. <laughs> Thank you. So, we have to choose three desires for the Parliament. Yes. And our options are consensus, caution, guaranteed victories, cross-class alliances, forces in reserve, peace through compromise, a dream that never dies, lengthy deliberation, safety from retribution for the innocent, and ideological discourse. 
the one that jumps out to me immediately as like a desire that just is so so juicy is guaranteed victories the idea of a parliament body that like will only make the call if like if there is if there is like a zero percent chance of failure or consequences and like it's the it, it it kind of it's just that ultimate picture of like perfect is the enemy of good of like of like anything that isn't uh anything that isn't um guaranteed is not worth pursuing absolutely absolutely i also want to do um safety from retribution for the innocent um i think that like pairs against your character in a really interesting way and pairs with mine um, of like, what are the consequences of our actions that the parliament is really holding? Does that sound good to you? Yeah, I love that. Wait, sorry, say that one more time. Yeah, safety from retribution for the yeah. innocent. Oh God, yeah, that is that is yeah, that is that is that is that is beautiful. And then I was thinking, sort of in the middle, um, a dream that never dies is, I think, something that both of our characters like could really benefit from. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also like it also means that like I love that it, it kind of presents the parliament as something with a kernel of, of, of good in it, like a hope in it that like that, that idea of like that idea that like the parliament at its best, right? Like, is this, is this, is this collectivity? Like, like it says, like, it's an example of how a more just galaxy, it is this idea that like the world could be better. You read my mind with exactly why I was choosing that option. Yep. One of it the things, just... one of the things I say early in the rule book is that, the parliament, neither the parliament nor the intelligence are the bad guys. They're mm-hmm. both doing their different part of it, which has its own struggles. And I like the way we're balancing here, like the parts that are frustrating with the parts that are like, actually yeah. has to hold this role. Yeah, I adore that. So it's very, very good. So we have three desires for the intelligence. Along the same lines, to bear the heaviest burden so others don't have to is a really compelling option like that that has that positive and negative aspect to it that is so strong to me that like it's that that this is the, these are organizations that these are these are organizations that formed out of necessity right like these are organizations that formed out of somebody had to do this and to make the world a better place it meant that people had to volunteer to do it could you read all of the desires would you mind that oh yeah absolutely So our desires uh, for the intelligence are a chance to turn the tide of war, leverage over liberation members, the heads of mandate officials, reduced oversight, absolute obedience, secret mandate weaknesses, willing sacrifices, and to bear the heaviest burdens so others don't have to. And I really, I love that you pointed out the last one because I really love the bearing the heaviest burdens Mm -hmm. and I think it goes well with our characters. I've also, every playtest I ran myself, someone picked that one because I just I think it's a very compelling option it it very much is I'm really interested in one of the others that we choose that really sets its sights on like what is the intelligence trying to gain like what's its Mm -hmm. strategy Mm -hmm. is it like is it going for heads is it bringing out the guillotine for the fascists or is it like looking for those weaknesses that are gonna make things different a chance to turn the tide of the war on a whole like what is what is the intelligence gonna do to make a difference guillotines for the fascists is real good though i'm absolutely down for the heads of mandate officials i feel like that vibe of like it it, because it's that vibe of like that ties so perfectly with the heaviest burdens it's like yes some of these motherfuckers gotta die like there are like there are there are people that have actively abetted in the oppression of such a galactic scale that like 
there's not really a there's not really a better option and that into that the intelligence to bear those burdens has pointed its head and like somebody's gonna have to make this call is like is very good to me i love it i absolutely love it and for the last one how does it operate is it reduced oversight absolute obedience or willing sacrifices all of those feel like they really define how the intelligence does it they all feel very good do you have a thought I may be thinking willing sacrifices, but I'm also maybe thinking reduced oversight. I think bringing up willing sacrifices is a good time to, I know, sort of interrupt ourselves and mention the last thing that is in this rule book that we haven't mm-hmm. really talked about, uh, which is a mechanic I introduce called fates. And fates are a thing that are fated to happen to your group of characters. So once you trigger a fate, once you like spend a token to trigger it, you gain a number of new moves. And each time you do that move... Um, you, that fate gains a token. It has a token pool like a pillar. And then you those events happen in the story. It behaves like a pillar. And the fate that I offer is sacrifice. And so you go on a mission that has long odds that doesn't seem like it'll succeed. And it ends with each of the characters making the ultimate sacrifice. And we might not have time to go through a whole fate today, but I just wanted to talk about that and ask, like, is that a direction we would want our characters to be heading? Because if so... We could do willing sacrifices and then see if that comes up in play. And if not, then we could do maybe reduced oversight or absolute obedience. I, I, I think I want I want the sacrifice on the table. I think that's kind of where I'm at. So I think I think willing sacrifices feels right. It also feels right for kind of both of our characters. If you are kind of like grappling with the consequences of your own actions and I am like whatever it takes to make this world a better place, like it makes sense that we like we both are willing sacrifices already. Yeah, taking right? responsibility like, for my actions really drives me to be like, well, someone's got to do it, and I guess it's going to be me, and I just need yeah. to know what that thing is going to be. I, I'm like pining to once again fight for the oppressed. And for you, it's really interesting because that requires you to sacrifice that other life that you could live. Mm-hmm. It really is the ultimate expression of your other principle, which I think is really cool. Yeah, I, I think I think willing sacrifices, I think I've been convinced in willing sacrifices is the right, is the right uh, call. Awesome. Okay. Do we want to go through and pick for the other elements that come from the base game? I, th- I figure we don't have to read their descriptions yeah. exactly, but just talk about them and like uh, just pick whatever uh, whatever parts of it uh, yeah. call out to us. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, let's start. We'll go ahead and start with deliberation, uh, which is our serial numbers filed off rebellion. Our desires are retaliatory violence, long shot missions, hope renewed. Military strategy, imagination of a better world, ideological discourse, and working together. Long shot missions. Long, long shot, shot missions. missions. Long shot missions. <laughs> I think okay, that but, works Okay, perfectly. but hear me out. Long shot missions. <laughs> oh, I'm hearing you. I am hearing you all the way. Resonating. Rotating it in my mind. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's got to be long shot. And I, I, I also think imagination of a better world. Yes. Yes. I think it's. I think, and that kind of fuels the long shot missions, right? It's that that vibe of like, it's, I mean, the Star Wars example is like, we're going to send a bunch of, we're going to send a bunch of what are essentially like crop duster planes into a, a battle station the size of a moon so that we can shoot a missile into the thing about the size of a hyena and blow up an entire planet sized destruction engine. I love that, and I also love the idea that in serial numbers filed off galactic, womp rats are hyenas. Absolutely mm-hmm. perfect. That just that feels like what's got to be. Exactly. 
Yeah, it's the, that idea of like of like we 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 take this odds because on the other side is a world where those where where we have achieved it, right? Yes. Like we we believe we can accomplish it. Oh, I love that. I love these dreamers. I'm a dreamer myself, and mm-hmm. I just like absolutely we will win. Yeah. I'm loving this. Would you like to pick, uh, would you like to read the desires for scum and villainy? You know, criminals. You know, criminals. That really is a description worth reading from the base book because it's beautiful. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like the other ones will kind of summarize, but I feel like it's important to read that one verbatim. You know, criminals. So our desires are uncomfortable bargains, understanding, the jackpot, secrecy, strings to pull, escape from this livelihood, fresh blood, and enough credits to get through the week. What are your thoughts? Which one jumps out to you? I think either secrecy or strings to pull makes it mesh really well with going rogue specifically. I love strings to pull. I yes. love an organ a, a crime that is somewhat organized and somewhat unorganized, but is built on this idea of it's. A, 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 do you know what feels cool to me about about strings to pull? What's is that? this idea of a, a criminal enterprise that never that never puts a hand on a gun or never never has to like that idea of like the the picture of the star wars scoundrel is like han solo shooting greedo in the in the cantina but that idea of like it never has to get to that point because we just have like we just know who to lean on it's like it's a ton of criminal outfits that just there are enough people that either have a, a price tag that they they are happy to sell out their ideals they are they had they had made a desperate decision at some point and like owe someone a debt that like if you are in with like a criminal gang or a, a crime outfit or any of these types of like organizations it is very easy for you to find what you need and to like accomplish the things that you that you set out for I almost played the knight errant backstory of like belong to organized crime. And I love this. And I imagine the intelligence leans on this all the time. Beautiful. Perfect. I love it. Um, And I think the other one, the other one that I I love, the other one that really kind of stands out to me is either uncomfortable bargains or escape from this. I'm going to go uncomfortable bargains. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. It's just that, that vibe of like, it's that vibe of like, everybody has made a deal with a criminal at some point, right? Like it's that, that between this sort of like parliament that is so clogged, that is so clogged that like action is impossible. And the mandate that is this overwhelming oppressive force, you just, you just, you make the deal and yet you accept it. And eventually somebody comes and demands that you let them into a room that your that your sole job is to not let them into that room. And, and like, there's, yeah, there's a certain level of like, there's a certain vibe of just like, that is just how it is. Like, you know, like everybody's got, everybody's got the deal that they made. Yeah. I think I can go ahead. Or do you want to go ahead and read the mandate? I will. Absolutely. Um, our, our desires are the mandate is our serial numbers filed off empire. And our desires are untold destruction, unquestioned supremacy, military expansion and end to the Nova. Hierarchy and order, dominion over the space between, and a restoration of an old order. I'm feeling unquestioned supremacy. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's what we're trying to call into question here is, yeah. actually, you don't have the control that you do. Yeah. Any jumping out to you? Uh, do you know what really jumps out as interesting along those lines? 
And and it really brings up a, a, an interesting thing to play with. I have no idea what it's going to look like, especially with 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 a, with a Nova in the game, Dominion over the space between, as the ultimate expression of like we control everything. And it, no, you very much don't. I love it's that. A very compelling energy. And I think my character, I've been thinking about it, has like a really tortured relationship to the space between now. Like after losing that friend and being mm-hmm. like, what was I using this for? I think is like. Should I even touch that anymore? Am I am I even is it right of me to do that? And I think something that could come out and play is like actually the reason it's right is because I can't cede it to the mandate. Like even if yeah. I feel like I don't deserve it, we can't give it over to them. It's very good. Uh would you like to read our desires for the space between? Speaking of. Yes, the serial numbers filed off the force. Um Ugh, I've been playing so much Galactic that I can't even think of it as the Force anymore. It's just the space between. Space magic. Space magic. Exactly. I'm I'm actually starting a, a band probably with someone I play Galactic with, and we almost called it the space between, but it was taken mm. um, by another band. So, yeah, fun, fun stories. Two desires for the space between. Solidarity, difficult choices, balance, intense bonds, and uncontainable emotions. Solitary training, enlightenment, revelation, and unity with those who came before. Intense bonds and uncontainable emotions, right? Yep, gotta be. Like, it's just so perfect for, for the and intensity I, that's going on here. I'm also going to throw out unity with those that came before. Interesting. It, 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 it The idea of, like... Because that gives me a picture of a space between that, like... If I may make a pitch. If yeah. the space between is, like, a, a magical, like cosmic embodiment of the very act of hope oh beautiful it's that idea of it's that idea of like i i think so much of the 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 idea that like it is it is intense bonds it is uncontainable emotions and it is it is this sense that you it is this the magic comes from this realization that you are part of a that, that 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 you are achieving the 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 legacy the like you are carrying on where hundreds and thousands of people have walked before you yes absolutely it it reminds me of those it's it's that it's that meme of it's that it's that meme that uh you see go around of like my uh my my ancestors watching me like sit watching me sit comfortably and eat eat food that has been prepared for me and looking at me and going they live like a king it's yeah. that vibe of like it's that vibe of like Everything that I have worked for, right? Like everything I have worked for is to give is to give a better world to the people that come after me. And it's that true sense of like, wow, you're right. We've made a better. We've made this world better. What imagine the the magic is like, imagine what we could do in the future and the ability to like build that to like manifest that is magic. And that is something that that somebody that is interested in unquestioned supremacy would want the most control. And it's the dream that never dies, right? Like the yeah. parliament's uh, desire. It's like people have been fighting this forever and we're not there yet, but we mm-hmm. haven't stopped. We're doing what they're doing and they were doing what our what we were doing. We can see yeah. ourselves in that struggle that's been been going on forever. And like I feel that in the in the real world too, of just like yeah. the more I learn about history of of the left and revolutionaries and communists and just being like, Wow, we've been doing this for such a long time and we're still doing it because we believe it's gonna work eventually. And I yeah, feel that so strongly. It's beautiful. It is a beautiful and inspiring thing. And I'm happy that like that's that, that I'm happy that we've given it magic powers. Yes, absolutely. Ah, good. Excellent. Okay. 
So do we want to ask some questions? Let's absolutely ask him some questions. All right. Uh, would you like to ask the first question? Yeah. Um, though, actually, I might take a second and just name my order now that we have space between oh, desires. Yep. yep. Um, and I think it's the order of, I don't know about gargoyles. It's more like, um, I'm going to go with um, The Guardian's Few. Mm, that's a great name. I think it's like a rotation of actually a small number of Novas who like view it as their task to like intervene. Like they have been these like freedom fighters that have been doing this. Like they just switch out every like 20 years for hundreds, if not thousands of years of just a few people who are like there when it's needed and walking away was actually a very big deal. Like mm -hmm. you're supposed to serve a life term in this order. Yeah. And it was like, I just can't do the things that are needed anymore. Um, but I think having her have that background, having Lumia have that background of feeling that that commitment and outside of the liberation really opens up a wealth of what she does there. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. Okay, so asking some questions. Did you ask me to ask first? Do you want to uh, ask first? I can ask a question. Go I ahead. ask a question. Um, how have my unique connections and information been invaluable to you recently? Oh, fascinating. Which really requires us to say, like, what has been bringing us together? Mm-hmm. I think it's that principle that's burning a hole in my heart, right? Like I'm, I've been wandering for so long. I've been taking mm -hmm. the odd jobs and, and, and I'm like, wow, my life is ending. And I'm, I feel on the end of the horizon. Maybe even I know a sacrifice is coming. Just the space is speaking to me. And I'm like, it needs to be worth it, right? Like, and so you are able to connect me to things that I can do. Like, mm -hmm. maybe even the intelligence notices, like, wow, there's this, like, errant Nova that we might be able to reach out and be like, hey, what if you, do, like, did some jobs for us? We'll, we'll start mm -hmm. small. Don't worry. Um, and I think you've given me a way to start, like, recommitting to purpose. I love that. That rules. That, that, that rules so hard. All right. Go ahead and ask me a question. Yeah. So, scrolling to my questions. Why did I risk myself to protect you recently? Why did you risk yourself to protect me recently? I think it was, I'm going to lean hard on the space between here and lean hard on this idea of hope here. I think it is that you saw for a moment that idea that like you saw for, I think it was, it was that like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I know what I'm going to do. I know exactly what I'm going to do. Uh, it's kind of the inverse of the the principle that I vowed never to break a little bit or of, of even more so like it's that idea that like whereas I see it as like uh, I see it as like I we have to do the thing and like hurt the people who will hurt people because if we don't then we are responsible for hurting those people. It was that by like you see that like by saving me you're not just say you weren't just saving me like it was a part of a larger action. Yes. It was this thing of like we were in the midst of an operation. We were we were disenabling like a weapons like a weapons array, and you know it was I I was very adamant about like leave me here. I will disable these things. This thing will will go up, and you were you were you had the foresight like you you had the insight to realize that like if that happens like they have they have they have maybe they have maybe they had rigged up this weapon station in such a way that like the collateral damage resolved and like destroying it outright the way that I had planned to would have had horrible backlash. And so like you kind of 
stopped me from like following through on my desire to to do the thing to most directly stop it and like we still managed to disable it but there was like a much more of a long shot way that like we disabled it in a much more convoluted way that like just melted it down yes absolutely and like showing you i think demonstrating to your character that there Mm -hmm. was another way to do that if you like wait and also are willing to like hold that hope still yeah and I also think there was an element for for Lumia of just like, it's not your time. I think mm. she really like felt just like you have other things to do here, um, and maybe even said that and really like was like, okay, we're gonna get you out because there is there is more work for you to do. So then, a related question: How did my actions put you at risk recently? Absolutely. I feel like it it could be that, or we can try and expand. Um, here, I think it's a good idea to expand. Mm-hmm. I think so. And I think it's, um, I came here looking for odd jobs um, and like small stuff. And I think you and maybe your scheming commanding officer were a little like, hey, take her on the missions where the, where the big stuff happens. Like, yeah. don't, don't be upfront about that. But like, we just put her in somewhere where she can make a big difference. And I bet she'll feel pulled. And, like, what sucks is, like, you were right because you're good at your mm-hmm. jobs. Um, but I, I think, like, it is not that she is uncomfortable with the risk to herself, but that wasn't what she was intending to take yeah. on just because she didn't want the, the responsibility of it. She wasn't ready to, to take that level of responsibility. And so you have exposed her both to, to personal crisis and personal risk by, by taking her on those bigger missions. And I think uh, the detail that I want to throw in, I think the last – I think I – think being scheming and being kind of like i'm like for lack of a better way to put it being manipulative and kind of like willing like willing to 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 set things up and to exploit i don't think you maybe 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 you didn't realize it at first maybe it took like it was like the first job like thing like we present like i was very good at presenting it as like oh my god things have spiraled out of control and it like the vibe that i get is kind of similar to like an action adventure TV show. Like I think about it specifically in terms of, I think Dr. Who does this a lot where like, as the season goes on, like the, the people that are the companions start to catch on. They're like, okay, so there's going to be an alien invasion here, right? Like we're not just here to sightsee. And it's that vibe that like, you've just kind of crossed that line of like, Oh, something is happening here. Like the, the last three, like this, we've just done like maybe the third assignment that like started out as this, it's a small job. We're picking up a package. And by the end of it, it's if we don't take down this space station, like a third of the galaxy will suffer. And you've just now been like, we can't do three of these in a row. Like they're, they're clearly setting this up. Yeah. And it's a little hint that you're a little darker than you give on. I like you have the face mm-hmm. of a friend, but then it's like, mm, mm, really? Yeah. Uh, which I love. Perfect. Yep. I love that. And I think it sets us up for some interesting tension at the beginning that I really want to have, mm-hmm. um, which is of like, now I'm actually starting to distrust you like I did. And we, we might have to explore that a little bit at the beginning of just like, yeah. mm. um, my question for you, what do you admire about me? Every single time you have stepped up, like, it would be easy for you, like, you are that the guardians you are like the guardian few that is in your heart is still in there even as you have walked away and 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 tying into that idea of that distrust i think there's also i think there's also guilt there yeah there's that vibe of like 
I keep putting her in these positions. And every time he completely like looks or like like there's this there's this very calm way that you'll look around, assess what assess things like the reality of everything will set in. And there is never a moment of crisis, of panic, of even like betrayal. And at this point, like I kind of I'm like, there's only so long that we're going to be able to kind of put her in these positions without her realizing exactly what has happened. But Every single time, the second that you see that the stakes have changed, like that crisis washes away and you just go, okay, how can I, how can I, how can I save the people that, how can I, how can I help the most people possible? Oh, that's perfect. You you already see Lumia so clearly and I love that. Yeah, I just, it, it, there's just something beautiful about that. I think it's time to sort of. Start I think so. idly dreaming and and moving into the what we're gonna play. I think so. I think the thing that I really want to the, the the scene that jumps out to me that I, I'm most excited about is like in the heat of the in the heat of of one of these assignments. I think absolutely. I think that the moment that is most exciting to me that I'm most curious about that I have the most kind of questions about is. I I think I want to see. I would love to see a little bit of like a little bit of that mistrust play out when it still seems like it is when it still seems like it might just be an ordinary, uh, ordinary mission. Oh, interesting. Yes. Like, like when it still seems like it might be a small thing, when it still seems like it might be a, it might be a, it still seems like it might, like this might be the time that we have you on a small job and that, that level of distrust. And then to see it, to, to kind of maybe skip ahead to like, Okay, you like to prove when you when you have been proven right, like what that looks like. Yes. Um, one of the things I was going to bring up is I would love to get in like a short scene because I want action. But I also think a short scene with your scheming commander, maybe mm. with the three of us could really like drive home some of the themes here. Yeah, and I would I love so. if that was either it could be at the beginning. But based on what you're describing, I think it would be more interesting as either a flashback in the middle, like where we're recontextualizing like, oh, that's what this conversation meant. Um, that's really good, especially because, yeah, I think I'd love that to be a flashback in the middle, right as we kind of kick off, right as things heat up, because there's an idea there. I'm going to pull up Galactic, I'm going to pull up Galactic so I can have the traits in front of me, because there's like a really specific vibe that that gives me that the thing that I'm, that the thing that I want to pitch is the idea of, I kind of like the idea that the, that the, um, I kind of like the idea that this is a case where I was also put in the same spot as you were of like the commanding officer kind of like built a thing like didn't like gave us gave us both less information than we thought that we we deserved. Yes, absolutely. Page 41 is scheming. Yeah, just got it in front of me. Yeah. okay, I I know exactly. Yeah, I. Yep. I'm going to this is going to come up later in a very big way. Do we want to name that commanding officer? I have a list of names I can throw out. Yeah, give it, give us give us some names. Cool. We can do Kandara Terend. Uh we could do Tylo Grenzik. Those are two names on the on the Tylo table. Tylo Grenzik is very good. Cool. I like I, I, I like it just being I like it I love it just being Commander Grenzik and like Yes. I, maybe I maybe I call them Tylo as like a matter of course, like as a almost an insult at times, like a you think that you're better than me because you're a higher, higher up in the organization. And like, 
I, 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 I exist in utter certainty that you are in fact not. Oh, love that. Do you have a, t- a rank? <sighs> Captain, agent? Uh... I think agent. Yes. I think agent, but I brush against it. Mm, cool. I am just, I am just, a, I am just a man doing a job. Like I don't want a title. And I think I used to be Guardian Deval, uh, mm-hmm. and I have not been called that in a long time. And now I'm just Lumia, and I'm not a technically a member of the Liberation. Like I'm doing jobs for it. I'm being like contracted out, basically. Yeah. Um, by the intelligence, but who knows? That could change at some point in this story, whether that's today or not. Now I am gonna, I am gonna roll. Here's what I, what I would love to do. What I'd love to do right now is just to kind of give us a place to run on. Cause I think like, I think we've got enough of the backstory that will flesh out a lot of this kind of as we go, but I do want to just give us a place. So I would love for us both to roll 2d6 and just like pick a location and just spitball like what the job we're doing in this place is. I've never actually used the locations like mechanics. So I'm excited to. So I rolled a three which is a crowded place, and two, which is an alleyway. I forgot to bring dice because of the kind of RPG this is, so I'm pulling that up. A three and a three. Do we both need to do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think because that way we'll kind of like mesh it, especially, oh, that's a marketplace. Oh, the idea that this is like a gigantic, like commercial hub, and there is something happening in the back of that area is, is interesting to me. Yes, and it's actually very opening of Going Rogue, one of my or Rogue One. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I, one of my favorite scenes. It really sets Cassian's tone of just like uh, spoilers, Rogue One here, but of like um, there's this person that has helped Cassian, just like the defector help you, and it's like, oh no, we're not going to get out. I can't get out of here. And Cassian just like walks over and it's like, it's going to be fine, and shoots him. Mm-hmm. Um, this person who has helped, and it's like, yeah, that's the sort of vibe that that could be thick in the air here. This is the sort of place where that happens. So the, 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 the thing that pops into my head, the visual that pops into my head is that I think we are, are I, the, I think we're either meeting someone or stealing, meeting someone or stealing something. Those are the two things that like, because I'm trying to think of what like the low level job is, like what the easy job that we have promised you is, or that we have both kind of been promised is. Maybe I'm like bodyguarding for some sort of exchange that you're supposed to do so Mm. like there's some organized crime going on marketplace is perfect for organized crime and we've talked about strings to pull and so you're supposed to like retrieve a retrieve a package from this organized crime and like obviously that can go wrong in 80 ways so they want to send someone with bodyguard experience guardians few um but really i think there's more conflict here than than maybe either of us has been told with this organized crime who's now like a problem for the liberation or has a mandate member like embedded in it. Any of those things. If we think I'm, about our desires for heads, I am going to give a, I, w- I am going to give a token. I'm going to have the, uh, scum and villainy gain a token immediately. Cause the idea that like the idea that that conflict almost immediately makes itself known. I, I think that I, I, I know I'm going to eventually get actually I want I want to wait. I want to see the scene play out a little bit, but I do know I do know how that con- I have a strong idea of what that conflict is going to look like. Interesting. I'm wondering about doing the same thing with the mandate of if this meshes with your idea of mm-hmm. the foreshadow a larger threat. And maybe like right before we touch down or, or enter or whatever, we see a mandate person like having a conversation with someone in this organized crime outfit. 
Um, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that works really perfectly. So like, I'm just going to throw it to you. What does, uh, what does, what do you do? What does Lumia do in that moment? Like we get, like we're, we're walking through the streets of this, of this marketplace. I am picturing, I want to throw out the visual that I am picturing kind of like a space station market, like moving away from the kind of like classic kind of tattooed Star Wars effect, but like the idea of almost of a space station having that thing is very cool to me. I always want to be on space stations. All of the fiction I write in my galactic universe involves like metal walls and and stuff like that. I'm always reminding us that we're on a cool space station. So, but and yeah, the visual that I the other vis the visual that I'm going to pair that with is a little bit uh, is is a little is the 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 2001 thing of like the rotate like the rotation of so like. There's a glass ceiling and we are watching you watch like you see like the stars rotating as like the entire space station rotates as it does. Like we don't feel like we're walking, but you can see the rotation above. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I like the idea that we don't see the mandate officer. So maybe like the mm-hmm. camera's following us, like walking through this market and then it like pans off to an alleyway mm. um, that we're not in. It like stops following us and we just see a member of, of organized crime who we'll see again soon, and this, like, uniformed mandate officer buttoned up all of that, like, just, like, issuing quick words in the middle of this alleyway, um, and they, like, exchange something, some sort of MacGuffin, and we don't, we don't hear them. All we hear is the noise of the marketplace, but something just went down. Something is being set up that's going mm-hmm. to crash later, and so the mandate foreshadows a larger threat and gains a token. Yeah, I like that. I, I, I want to also gain a token. Uh, I want I want I want Torch to gain a token because I think I think to to build that distrust I think is immediately a moment where it is it is uh, talking to I think we see Torch immediately talking to Lumia about like honestly the liberation we've held on to this space station for so long this is more of a courier job than anything like this is. You know, this is technically contested territory, but like, there's no, there's, there's, there, we, this, we are, we are here, we are here, we'll be in and out in an hour. There is certainly no, there's certainly nothing, nothing waiting for us other than to pick up a package. They, they, they probably just don't want to pay shipping. Is that lie to a comrade about your capabilities or intentions? Yeah, a hundred percent. Love that. Because, like, I don't maybe know the full scope of it. I think that my 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 office, my commanding officer is lying to both of us. But, like, that is also that, like, I know something is going on. <laughs> and I think her response to that is just like, well, I appreciate that. Our last few jobs have certainly been more than I intended. And uh, just to have one where I'm I'm here to, you know, do what I do and guard, uh, that would be a welcome change of pace. Thank you we've been and i think i i i don't think i'm i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to throw a wrench into 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 the torch that i have in my head and say i just don't even think i think that i have put into no like no thought into that and i think like i'm just like all right all right she's buying it she has bought what i've laid down perfect absolutely um because I think that I am the one in absolute control here. Yes, and I am calm and convincing. Mm-hmm. Cool. Do we want to proceed sort of directly into our into our action, like we reach wherever yeah. it is that we're going to, or do we want a little more conversation I, first? I think I think I think there's a moment. I, there's a moment where we are meeting someone 
you're I am meeting someone who is like going to hand me over like a set of schematics or coordinates like there's clearly like a handoff that like that we have been arranged for hmm. and I think um I think like as we are as we are we are we are going here there's a moment where like there's a moment where the handoff was supposed to happen and hasn't yet oh and we are very specifically just kind of lingering in this alleyway. I think I'm like looking around and these these bodyguard instincts are kicking in and I'm like, I don't like how exposed we are here. It is it is fine. I promise it is fine. We are merely two people out for a shopping trip. People go out for shopping trips every single day. How are you dressed? You're not in your mandate uniform, right? No, I'm. I think I'm wearing I think I'm wearing my my leather jacket that i wear over everything but like over like love that for you very ordinary clothes yeah um sure we are but people out for regular everyday shopping trips don't just stand alone in an alleyway for 15 minutes and anyway if your contact isn't here doesn't that mean something more is wrong and i say Look, I wish I had an answer for you. I wish you did too, but I'm worried that, uh, well, the space will offer an answer for us. And I think in that moment, if you don't mind me taking a very yeah. strong direction, please, I, I use the weak move, find yourself surrounded. Oh, that's very, that's a good weak move. Um, and is it, is it mandate or is it criminals um, that like pop up on the rooftops and at the end of the alleyway? Um, I, I want it to be. I mean, it's both. It's got to be both. It's both. It's, so, it, it, I mean, we saw them shaking hands. Like, it is absolutely like they, like, so, like, we do, like, we see three criminals pop out. And at first, I am very calm and collected. At first, I'm like, this is just, this is the job. This is exactly the job. And then six mandate soldiers stand up with guns. Uh, I am also making a vulnerable move of putting us in a compromising position with no plan for backup and becoming exposed. Beautiful. Because I think this is our flashback moment with uh, this is our flashback moment with the with the commander. Yes. Um, so we're now there with Commander Gresnik. Commander Gresnik. Who wants to play Gresnik? I'm down. You're welcome to. Uh, if you'd like to go ahead. Cool. Pronouns for Commander Kresnik? Um, let's go she, they. She, they. Cool. So um, I think they are um, steepling their fingers behind a desk, as scheming commanders are um, want to do, um, and goes, um, Lumia, I appreciate your willingness to accompany Agent Saflam today. Or is that, remind me how your name is pronounced? Uh, Saflam. Yeah. I appreciate your willingness to accompany agent saflam today we've this outfit has given us trouble and it shouldn't be that big of a deal but i would just feel more comfortable if our fine agent had someone on hand in case things go the wrong way um i realize i've addressed myself so i guess i will no, it's, respond it's i i think there's a moment where uh i think i'm gonna make a lateral move here cool because i think um i think it is it is I am certain, I think in this moment, right, like, I'm right, we're both right at this moment where we're, I think we all have started, like, you and I have both realized that the other person is starting to piece things together. So, like, as soon as they, as soon as they speak up, I kind of lean forward and I'm like, 
it's really it's fine. It's 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 nothing. The worst that's going to happen is honestly, the worst that's going to happen is is we're going to have a crappy day at a shopping mall. Frankly, like it's a very easy job. We've done it a million times. We've had a million handoffs. Everything is fine. I promise you. All 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 you have to do is stand there and look intimidating. And I'm attempting to persuade a hesitant individual that an action is worth the consequences and give them a token if they listen. Yeah, I'm really building up a token pool here, but I think I'm going to both listen and use my vulnerable move, sigh and join someone on their quest. Hmm. So I like I look at the commander and I look at you and you can tell those eyes of mine that really see through things are really starting to doubt but it's not enough that i'm not willing so Mm. you see this large sigh (sighs) well that sort of task is certainly not unfamiliar to me which i imagine is why you've brought me here in the first place whatever it means for us you have my staff and i think um i think is it gresbin gresbin right gresnik gresnik i think gresnik like Gresnik like joins in the comforting, but 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 she says very specifically like we have ample we have ample informants on site. We have we have arranged agreements with several of the outfits that are going to be present. This is going to be you are while you will be the only members officially sanctioned uh, by our branch of the liberation there. You will be well protected. And I am introducing a betrayal. Yes. And gain and putting a to- and gaining a token. For the intelligence? Yes. Perfect. Uh, for the sc- for scum and villain uh, for scum and villainy, because I think these uh oh, these perfect. criminals have like a hundred percent like we we were we were we were promptly sold out. Ah, excellent, excellent. And I think in this end of this flashback, I turn uh to Gresnik and I'm like, I trust that the intelligence has things well in hand. And then we cut back to the troopers <laughs> coming out behind the the criminals and like pointing their blasters at us. And I I I think uh what we see is um Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um I'm going to uh does the mandate has a token, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I, I uh, uh foreshadowed a threat. I would love to give that token. I would love to give that token to me. Great. Go because for it. what I would love to do here is our contact that we were supposed to meet, like comes out and does the little faux clap. And it's like, you understand this is just business. I let them know that you are coming. Let them know that a member of the guardian few had been assigned to security and starts to monologue. And then three blaster shots go off and they go down. And it is clear that, like, it is clear that, like, the mandate has had no loyalty to this person that has sold us out. And also that, like, they're not there's there is no grander plan here. Oh, it is beautiful. just it is just like as soon as this person as soon as this this contact started to gloat, the, 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 the troopers are just like, no, we, we were we were given our orders. I think I slyly say to you, well in hand, huh? I promise you, this is where we need to be. This is, this is what we have to do. And what we have to do is, and I grab a box and throw it at one of the troopers. I am defending my principles to those who would question them and losing my cool in the process. Oh, love that. 
I am I am I am hundred percent just like I am certain that what has happened here is is essential, and what has to happen here is it might just be that we have to bash a bunch of these soldiers that want us dead. Cool. Well, if you don't mind my bodyguard bodyguarding, uh, please. I will use what I believe is our first player strong move. I believe it is. Uh, and I will use win a fight you didn't start. Love, love it. <laughs> so you like um, shoot or you throw that box and the troopers are like, we hear the like distorted, get them. Uh, and then my staff is already like under the chin of the helmet of the one who said get them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like on their back. Um, and I spin around, put my staff behind your back and pull you out of the way of the blaster shots from above us and behind. Um, and, um, like, I imagine you now, like, join in with your blaster. Mm-hmm. Um, so the remaining ones in front of us, I leave for you, and I just run at the wall and, like, scale a, like, seven-foot wall just, like, running up up it, and then with my staff, like, sideways, just, like, push the rest of them off of the back. Oh, that's very, very, very cool. And I think uh, I'm also going to make a strong move and reveal a crucial piece of intelligence as you as you as you take down the last trooper. You see me. Um, you see me visibly like stressed. Like you and 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 we've been through a couple of these crisis situations now, and you know that like when things get like this, like I have a confidence, right? Like I have a certainty that things will work out. That like we have arranged things. I have arranged things. Uh, Gresnik has arranged things. We have arranged things so that they will work out. We have accounted for the possibilities. And in this moment, I am not that. And I reveal, they still have the schematic plans. We have to stop the next mandate cruiser before it leaves the ship or else they are going to, they are going to walk off with some plans that, that I'd rather they not have. I think, uh, I drop down from the wall and I hit the ground and my like robes like sort of spread out around me. Um, and I turn with my staff and start to just walk past you using it as a walking stick. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, then what are we waiting here for? Um, I, uh, I think at that moment, like that, that friendly smile, like pops back and you, you say that, like I, I pop back up, you turn back to like get the next direction. And like, I, I, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I think it's fun. I'm spending a strong move just for a fun beat of I of you turn around and I am already halfway on my way. I have vanished without anyone noticing. I'm 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 doing a Batman on you. <laughs> oh, I love that. I think uh, my my knight errant um, rolls her eyes. Lumia's just like <laughs> ugh, the flashiness, um, and uh, then twirls her own staff and like starts moving quicker through the crowd. And so I think that we cut ahead to like the 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 schematics to some kind of maybe it is maybe the, maybe there's a bit of a flashback here and this actually might be an intelligence move let me look at my intelligence Ooh. moves here um yeah i think this is i think this is a this is i'm going to give a token to the intelligence revealing a previously unknown weakness but i think it's a weakness of the intelligence Ooh. i think this was a deal that was struck was that like was that like the mandate like this this contact this contact that was loyal to the mandate was going to offer up like a schematics for a weapon that may or may not exist but the deal was that like gresnik or somebody offered up like uh not an org chart but like a schematic plan of like 
here's information that could help you identify like our agents on the field. And it was never supposed to be like it was the that that trade-off was never supposed to happen. We were probably supposed to supposed to like destroy that thing like before it made it off. But like because they the the mandate took down that contact, there's a real chance that those names and that information can get off planet. Cool. So unless I think we unless we, we bring down this this cruiser right now. Bring down or steal. I'm interested. Both of those are very fun options. Oh, I I had planned on taking it down. I had not considered stealing. Stealing is very good. Stealing and I think is very fun. I oh, you want to joyride a mandate cruiser? Because I do. I think so. I think I very much do. And I'm looking to see if there's a if there's a move for this because I, I I almost yeah I think I think I think I had I think Torch had gone in expecting to destroy it, and like. The possibility of stealing it has has been a surprise. Um, I think what we'll do is like we're approaching the hangar rapidly, um, and like maybe there's some sort of signboard or something indicating it's fueling up or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And I go, um, I think much to your surprise, I go. Um, so how do we take control of the ship? Take control? I thought we were going to. No, the plan is to destroy. Take control, you say? Well. Uh, we always with the destroying you would think you would learn at this well, point I, the space uh, the space offers us many paths you know what and, and 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 as you're both running like he stops for a second yeah we got to take control of the ship we got to take control of the ship right now uh oh she smiles warmly tylo tylo i love you i love you i i I think I might have to kill my commanding officer. <sighs> um, she looks like vaguely annoyed, but you can tell it's like a put on. Like she's like trying to be annoyed at you, mm-hmm. at the idea of killing it. But she probably is thinking something similar in this moment. I, I, I think I just lay out. Ardox was our way out. Ardox was the contact that we met earlier. Ardox was our way out. Well, now I believe our way out is. And she like looks on the computer in Bay 5. <sighs> Yes, indeed. And, uh, I think like, I'm just gonna, I'm going to give us a Star Wars pan. I think there is a, I think like you, you pull down, like you, you pull up that it's on Bay 5, you pull down and, uh, both of us are just walking confidently onto the bay where this ship is. I have moved us and our comrades around an obstacle that we would be unable to overcome directly. I think we are able to just effortlessly walk by a lot of the mandate like forces that have that have holed up here and are kind of looking for us because I was able to like I'm that good. Like I got us I got us to the cruiser by sheer virtue of like, can I this is this is what I do. Can I offer a way that you did this with this being what you do? Yeah. Um, maybe, you know, or have leverage over one of the like criminals who runs this this mm-hmm. hangar and so you just like walk behind the counter and we see a quick conversation and you and i are pulled behind the counter and then we're walking through back hallways and onto the bay is like cool. the troopers that's down the hallway cool. that's very very cool um cool I, I yeah that's great that rules that's absolutely fantastic and i think um so we're here we're at this we're at this station and the only thing we have left to do is take this ship and fly out of here um, I think, um, as we get onto this, this hangar, um, we see that there are like, 
a few troopers or into this bay, we see that there are a, a line of troopers in front of it. Um, and I think I put a hand on your shoulder and I'm like, allow me, just make sure that we get the ship. And um, I, uh, I have a strong move. I think that I, uh, I hold up a remote control or I hold up like, I hold up, I hold up a, a, a like a card, like a credit card, like a keypad card or key card. Do you mean the one that requires this authorization key to fly? <gasps> she smiles at you. Like, these are the moments that the two of them work together so well. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Exactly that one, my friend. And then she takes her staff and throws it at one of the um, troopers that is back in the hallway and then just, like, runs at it and grabs it as it bounces off. So I am doing the strong move. Uh, create an intimidating uh, or stage, a threatening distraction. Mm. And the troopers go running to follow me into this narrow hallway with my long staff. And I, uh, I am, I am, I am waiting and I am looking and I am certain that you are going to achieve this. And I look around and I, I am, I am spending a token. There are a lot of people here. It would be very easy to sit perfectly still. If we're stealing this cruiser, it's not enough. And I, 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 I turn on the cruiser and it lifts up a little bit and I like, I hit a few buttons and, you know, I think you're being, you're being chased and, and suddenly a bunch of those that like you suddenly look around and there are far fewer of the troopers chasing you and you're able to kind of quickly take them down. And that's when you hear the first explosions from back in the day. Yes. As I am doing the Anakin Skywalker and just circling this ship and just unloading in every direction. And it's, it is, I I have to. I love that. And I love how much your criminal contact that you just used is going to be angry about the repairs they have to do. I cannot, I cannot allow these people to exist in a place where they are going to continue to cause harm. I have to damage as much of their gear and as many of them as I can. Absolutely. You absolutely do. And um, the moment you do that, I'm like, well, that is my exit. I don't say that out loud, but that's my thought. Mm-hmm. And I think I like pivot and like I start running back and I actually jump like a, a mm-hmm. heavy laser bolt that's coming out of your your ship um, and then like jump up and the ramp is open and I grab on with one hand and pull myself up um, and clamber into the ship. And I think that we, we, we blast off like we, we make our escape. It, it works off perfectly. Uh, and the closing beat that I want to throw out. Oh, I had one too, but go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I want you to hear your first. Um, the idea of that mandate officer we saw um, that was like in that alleyway didn't mm-hmm. pop back up. And they are standing at like the edge of like one of the other bays and watching the ship go by. Um, and I think they like lean into a calm. Um, and we hear like a deep voice on the other end. Um and it's um, Officer Selnick. Have they taken it? And then, yes, sir. They're on the ship. And then I think the other detail that I want to throw out is uh, we are we are celebrating, right? Like we are we are thrilled. This has gone off flawlessly. And that's when that's when my comms go off, like my 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 comm goes off and I, I, I pull it up and it is it is I am I'm I'm closing with a with a move to the parliament. Ooh. 
it is long-winded. It is extraordinarily uh, parliamentary. Uh, but the gist of it is I am being called as part of the as part of the 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 trial uh the trial of Commander Gresnik. <gasps> yes. Like this was under no way an authorized assignment and in fact several in fact it like she is being called to trial and I am being called as part of that. And we just have this moment of like I guess we're out well. I don't know what to do. And I think I I put a hand on your shoulder and I, and I spend my last token in order to recommit to a long-lost principle. And I say, we go back because we know that this is where the fight is happening and whatever they want to do to us, we will face it so that we can still be a part of this fight another day, just as you always have. And our ship flies off into the stars, and I think for now that is game. Yeah, wow. Oh, I love that that so much. That was great. That was awesome. Oh, I'm already in love with these characters and the setting. Oh, Oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. That was great. That was awesome. Thank you so much for playing this with me. That was incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me on to do it. Uh, uh, real quick before we wrap up where can people find uh, Going Rogue as well as anything else you've got going on that you want them to know about where can people find that stuff online yeah so you can find that on my itch.io page so that's jessfromonline.itch.io um, and you can go to slash going dash rogue or you can just go to my itch.io page and you can find that and some of my cyberpunk writing um, you can also find that and everything else that I do uh, on my Twitter which is also at jessfromonline uh, I talk about communism and judaism and my music and my games and all sorts of other things there uh, if that interests you Uh, i'll also take a a moment to plug my Bandcamp, which is liquidcrystal.bandcamp.com and i do also sci-fi e cyberpunk music um, and i'm hoping in the next few months to have a few more releases out so those are all things places that you can find my work i'll also plug this game as an expansion of galactic galactic second edition by riley rethel and you can find Riley at, I believe, metagame.itch.io. That is correct. Yes, perfect. Um, and yeah, and I also just want to give a thank you and shout out to my uh, Galactic group who has really brought me into being able to do this. That's uh, Bree and Rhiannon and Seda who have just been incredible. We've written 120,000 words of fiction in our Galactic universe uh, in short stories. So it just speaks to what that game can inspire and why you should check out Riley's game. Um, and that uh, Brie also has a game uh, out recently called Brothers in Arms that is worth checking out. Uh, so yeah, with all of that, um, thank you so much for having me on. It's been just like absolutely wonderful. Um, you can find Brie's game at we- weepingrobot.itch.io, which I think is fitting for the sort of mood we've been in. Um, and thanks. This has been just like absolutely wonderful, a dream really. This is magical. Thank you so much for playing this with me. This was an absolute delight. And for now, I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future me. Thanks, past me. And thanks again to Jess for coming onto the show. That game was... You know I love spy stories. Spy stories are some of my favorite stories. They're some of my favorite things to explore in any kind of space. Star Wars in particular. Like, this is my favorite niche of Star Wars. Um, there's a reason that we've played a bunch of character, a bunch of stories with Bam Trindo, a Bothan spy. And there's a reason that I wrote a spy playbook for Galactic. 
Um, but like, I love spy stories. I love, and this, like all of the, 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 the space that this inhabits was all so cool. And I enjoyed it so much. I had so much fun with it. Thank you so much. I could not be more grateful. Uh, anyway, be sure to head to jessfromonline.itch.io to pick up your own copy of Going Rogue. You can also check the show notes for a link to that. And be sure to follow Jess on Twitter at jessfromonline. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash partyofonepodcast. Join our Discord community at bit.ly slash partyofonediscord. Head to our merch store at bit.ly slash partyofonemerch. And if you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us nice review on Podchaser or on iTunes, or just telling a friend about the show, giving us some love on social media. You know, anything to help new people find the show, which helps us do bigger, better, and cooler things. You can also support the show financially at patreon.com slash jeffstormer or ko-fi.com slash jeffstormer. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Mega Rand featuring the D&D Sluggers, and the Party of One logo is by Evan Rowland. If you're looking for more podcasts to check out, consider checking out All My Fantasy Children, the podcast I produce with my best friend, Erica Tanosayez, every single week. AMFC is a storytelling, world-building, and character creation podcast powered by you. It is on the One Job Podcast Network. Every week on the show, Aaron and I take a listener-submitted prompt. We spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday-ish at oneshotpodcast.com. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates for Party of One, if you'd like to inquire about press coverage of the show, or you'd like to inquire about being a guest on the show, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And I believe... That is all I've got for you today, so until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance, and as always, party on, everybody. 